This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Hello! Internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and I am part of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. You probably don't hear Deuce's voice. Uh, he's actually on vacation, so uh, we're all pretty pretty jealous about that. He's having a good time. He even sent us some awesome pictures of himself in this awesome like Hawaiian Jamaican shirt. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, every single episode, even though Deuce isn't here in spirit, every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a good old Deuce salute and... Uh, Wherever you are at home, drink responsibly. <sighs> good times, good times. And of course, uh, we love to have friends with us on the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce because we are a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And back yet again by popular demand, we have the amazing Carrie Marie. Welcome back to the uh, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hey, I'm glad to be back. It's super exciting. <laughs> well, you know, it's, a lot, it's, it's fun because like, but it's usually like the first time you interview somebody, it's like you, you kind of like, all right, you get to know the person and then you're kind of like, all right, what are they going to ask? And then and then once you feel comfortable, it's like you make friends and all that stuff, which is really cool. Right. And then it's more yeah. of like I told Brandy, it's not really an interview. It's more like just hanging out, geeking out for yeah. an hour, you know. So. It's like a chill session. Yeah, it's like chill, you know, like, hey, what are you into? <laughs> what are you doing? What's up with the interview and chill? <laughs> yeah, interview. And, there you go. We should make a T-shirt on that. That's what our next T-shirt should go. be. Happy Hour yeah, Johnny Deuce, hashtag interview and chill. We'll put that on the back. That'd be awesome. Oh, my God. That'd be That's hilarious. great. I want yeah. royalties. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you'll get, uh, what, 10% off of every shirt sold? There you go. We'll send that We'll send that your way. Uh, people Perfect. actually should recognize your voice because, like we said, we had you on before. Um, and the last time we had you on, we talked a lot about, like, more of, like, your cosplay and, and everything and, and your uh, race story, which so they should definitely, let's not spoil that. Let's let them go back and check it out um, on SoundCloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. Obviously, we're on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, even Google uh, Play Music now, which is cool. So, Everyone, check it out. Go see, the, go listen to that awesome episode because uh, you know we really kind of get into like the the minutia of how you do things with the cosplay because uh, you have, like you said in the pre-show meetings, you're you're pretty tall, right? How tall I are am. you? Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm six foot tall, actually, and I'm the oldest in my family, and I have three little brothers who are all over six foot tall. My oldest little brother is six foot seven. He's twenty one. Yeah. My, oh my other little brother is six foot four and he's 20. No, he's 19. He'll be 20 at the end of, oh my God, no, wait. He just turned, he just turned 19. And then my youngest brother is 18 and he's six two. Oh, wow. That's, that's a tall family right there. Yeah. I was the tallest until they all hit puberty. So, oh my <laughs> kind of, you know, you win some, you lose some. It's, it's really freaky when you look at family photos now. Cause I'm like, oh my God, I'm the short one, you know, I'm taller <laughs> than my parents, but yeah. 
I'm still the short one. So. <laughs> well, it's funny because for me, I'm 5'8", which is uh, nowadays not that tall for a male. Uh, yeah. And but I'm the shortest male in my family, so it's I always tell people. People will go, "What?" And I go, "Yeah, I have I have uncles that are six five, six six. I, my aunt, oh, yeah. I have an aunt that's six foot three. Uh, my mom was five five. Uh, my dad's six feet. And uh, for for some reason, like I, my sister and I, we didn't get the the growing gene. My sister's five foot tall. That's it. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's wow. always like, yeah. My sister always says, "I'm not short. I'm just vertically challenged." <laughs> so it's <laughs> no, it's, yeah, I. I've always been super duper tall. I mean, I posted that picture on my Facebook a while ago of uh, me in 2008 with my girls basketball team. Yeah. I'm the tallest one in the picture. I'm yeah. like in the back. My head is like a foot taller than everybody else. The Patriots, right? If memory serves. Yeah. Yeah. I was, well, I was homeschooled. It was a homeschool co-op technically. Gotcha. And um, so we were a really shitty basketball team because <laughs> that's, um, we, we could only compete with like other religious schools in the area. So we were awful. I was the tallest person on the team. Everyone expected me to be like this basketball star. And I was awful. I had no coordination. They put, had me playing center. I was under the net 24 seven and I did nothing. Like I, if I got a rebound, I was happy. Like, <laughs> it was bad. You know, uh, it's funny. I actually, I went to school for, for a Christian school named Landmark and I know where that is. Oh my God. We used to play them. Oh really? That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Landmark Baptist, right? Yeah, Landmark Baptist. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh my God, I know where that is. That Small is Small so world. Funny. Yeah. Uh, That's hysterical. Yeah, I went there from sixth to ninth grade, and I was on the uh, JV basketball team as well, and uh, we were um, uh, we were called the Landmark Patriots too, which is really yeah. funny. Uh, so, but yeah, but they it was really interesting because back that back in the day it's like when i was five eight i was actually not that short you know at the time i was like all right i'm actually you know some other people see and but, short guys are good in basketball because they, they move fast they you do. know they're really good like when you set up your defense they're not the centers they're the ones carrying the ball all the time because they're fast and they can zip around right you know and i think they're some of the best players on the team and then you get girls doing it and it's like no we're just gonna like beat you up like girls play <laughs> basketball brutally like we played oh my gosh what was it like Orlando Baptist Temple or something. It was like in this very low income area of Orlando. And um, this girl actually punched one of my friends in the face. The other center who was six foot one when I was six foot, she was real tall. This She punched her in the face. Oh my goodness. And then because I think Alyssa, my friend Alyssa, who's a six foot one, um, I think she ripped out her weave or something. Like she accidentally got her finger like in this girl's weave and as she was going up, you know, for a shot and the girl like, like hit her in the face with the ball and I turned around and I like slammed the ball like back down because it was in her hands and I pushed it back down in her face and she started screaming, she broke my nose. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't break your nose. Like you stop that. It was always great after a game at um, Baptist Temple because there would be like like nails, like acrylic nails just kind of like laying on the floor. Oh like everybody had acrylic nails in that school. It didn't matter like who you were, what ethnicity you were, there right. were like acrylic nails on the floor of the. I don't know how they got away with it. I that's honestly hilarious. don't because that's supposed to be illegal when you're playing. Right. It's gonna be hard to <laughs> shoot too with acrylic kids nails. basketball. Yeah, yeah. Well, the one girl I remember in the same game, one girl went up for a shot and got blocked, and it broke off her her thumbnail, and she starts like screaming bloody murder, and the ref called a foul, and we were all really pissed. Off. Oh my god, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was. Oh, memories. Good lord, that was a long time ago. That was like two thousand and. Seven, two thousand and eight. Oh wow! Oh, so that's gosh. a little while ago, yeah. So, like, my yeah. question, my question for you: Are you always been into sports, or was this something like you said that you? Because you said in this situation, you kind of got thrown into it because you were tall. 
But like, I, you... well, I was, and you know, when you're in a school where the entire K through 12 population of the school is about 50 people, you're going to be pretty short on people who can play in the basketball team. <laughs> yeah. So everybody was kind of forced to play in the basketball team. But, um, yeah, I played soccer when I was a kid, um, for almost eight years, um, when I was in elementary school up through middle school. Mm. Um, and I really enjoyed that, uh, a lot. Um, I liked the running. I really have. I always liked running. I think it's great. Uh, my mom tried to get me to play volleyball. I suck at it and I don't like volleyball. So no on that. And I also played softball at the, uh, local, the, oh God, U Union Park, the one right down the, it's down 50. Yeah, it's, yeah. uh, we played softball for like the little league team down there. And that was really fun. Actually. Um, I, I was really bad at it, but it was fun. <laughs> It's all about having fun anyways, you know what I mean? Like getting yeah. the, there's a thing about playing team sports, like there's a camaraderie, like a spirit, like a like yeah. an awesome feeling of getting together with with your fellow mates and like being able yeah. to kind of be in unison, you know, and that's always cuz I played basketball um only no, here's the story that the reason why I mentioned my height is because I oh, stopped cool. growing, right? So when it went to JV, they were like, uh, you know the shortest point guard jv is six foot two in this in you know in the league i'm like uh yeah he goes um all he has to do is put his hand up and you're not doing anything and and i felt kind of down i was like oh man because i'm almost <laughs> a really good shot like that was my that was my thing shooting oh man and they that were sucks. like yeah they were like no and then i tried football right i was like all right cool i love football oh you can play punter if you want and i'm like no <laughs> No, I've oh, seen punters take no. get taken out like in games. Yeah. No. They just got to I mean all the So you're telling me I'm I'll be like the shortest guy on the team and the other people are just going to be running as fast as they can towards me to take me out. No. Uh-uh. Right. Nope. No. Nope. I don't want to break my neck. Nope. No. That's not for me. We had a um I remember when we were speaking of football, we used to have, you know, we this was like a really super Christian school. And I remember at the end of one school year, I think I was in like 8th grade when this happened, but they decided on a rule that like boys couldn't touch girls at all and the only football we were allowed to play was two hand touch uh -huh. so we were like how are we going to play football when they can't touch each other so i think what we ended up doing was actually the boys had to come to the girl and go like this like right on top of her <laughs> shoulders and it was like the most awkward freaking thing and then the next year nobody talked about it ever again like it was just like this weird forgotten rule it was really funny but oh, wow. um yeah, the one thing i didn't like about playing little league sports was the parents because hell hath no fury like a really angry Softball mom, baseball mom, soccer mom, screaming at the ref from the stands. Like, oh, my God. You would not believe the amount of insanity I saw. Like, one guy, actually, this dude was in the Army, actually, and his son played. Oh, my God. His son was, like, seven years old. He was playing on, like, a Little League team. And the umpire called, a like, a, like a strike. This dude, like, loses his mind. Like, he's in his Army uniform, in his fatigues, loses his freaking mind, like almost jumps over the fence and starts like screaming at the ref. They actually had to escort him out of the um, out of the area because he wow. was like, he actually stopped the game for like 15 minutes. And all these like soccer moms are like, Bob, get get out of the field. You're embarrassing the children. You know, it was oh my gosh, it was, <laughs> it was great. You know, <laughs> parents are crazy sometimes because like they you know you have like the defensive mechanism that goes off because my wife and I we have two kids uh and uh we it's like you know whenever someone like my son said someone picked on him today and I'm like I felt bad for him I'm like oh you know and it kind of affects you as a parent but it's all about how you react to things too because like you, you can right. go way overboard I think it's a lot I think I think what happens is when you're a parent of someone that is, is like an athlete you've got the parent thing going on and then so you have that parental like oh you and know you don't those, like 
high expectations for your kid to perform to the absolute best of their ability, and any call against that is like perceived as an insult toward your parenting or something. Right. Like that. I it, swear. Yeah. That's what these people think. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like, they get yeah. super defensive. And also, it's like, whenever you watch sports, it's scientifically proven when you watch sports, if you're into sports, like, your yeah. adrenaline goes up, you know, like, your your senses are heightened yes, or whatever. So, like, very excited. Yeah. So, you're already, like, <laughs> you know, getting crazy, you know, watching that yeah. and stuff. Uh, um, so, speaking of fun, I want to talk about uh, Pokemon Go because you, I, I saw that you kind of were a little bit late to the party. You were like two weeks after everyone yes. else. You were like, yes, I don't, what was I your, like... what, what made you decide to start playing it? Well, okay, this is a long story. <laughs> okay, well, we are a conversational right, podcast, so, so. <laughs> when I was like six or no, you know, what? I was like seven, six or seven. Um, I was friends with this girl, and we both went to like this school together it, it wasn't the same school that I went to Grace it was a it was the first academy it was like the super fancy like private school here in Orlando everyone's from Windermere everyone's in real estate you know everyone's got their precious little kids and I was friends with this girl named Stephanie and she was like my best friend she's I mean she still is a really good friend and she absolutely loved Pokemon like she had plushies she had the games she had like you know everything you can imagine and I wasn't, like, I was never exposed to that kind of media when I was a kid. Like, I just wasn't. Like, we didn't have video games in the house until I was almost 15. Oh, okay. Like, we didn't, yeah, I didn't own a DS ever. I didn't own a Game Boy ever. Like, nobody, I'd never played a Game Boy in my life ever. Like, I've, I've never even played a DS. <laughs> like, we didn't have video games in the house. We had books. And we had more books. Like, right. that was what we had in our house. Um, So I was, like, really interested in, like, this... Pokemon thing and my mom being my mom who I'm sure only wanted the best for me and I'm saying this because I know I'm gonna make her listen to this podcast later on I love you mom <laughs> <laughs> she decided I think it was a combination of um I don't want you getting over obsessed with Pokemon like Stephanie is or it was a combination of that and I don't know what this Pokemon thing is but it's probably satanic so you probably shouldn't like you know, consume anything. Right. And but possibly some other like, oh, it has evolution in it, so you're not allowed to play it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because we were, yeah. 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 So I just kind of was like, okay, whatever, and I didn't ever get into Pokemon, like, at all, ever. And, you know, it was, it, and as I got older, um, you know, I was in a homeschool co-op, and I was very much cut off from the outside world. And the only girl in my... Uh, school who was into like Japanese anime manga like anything like a video game anything like that her name was Patricia and she like she had like binders full of like anime drawings and like I was just like okay I don't know this stuff is like really weird but like I don't <laughs> understand it but it's cool looking you know and that was the other like kind of exposure I got to anything Japanese because yeah. <laughs> it was like oh you want entertainment watch Veggie Tales. that was like the whole like, oh I got you I know that feeling yep. oh yeah you remember Veggie yep. Tales. So uh -huh. Bob and Larry the OGs yep. right there yeah um, uh -huh. but, uh, <laughs> so I didn't like it into Pokemon and until very recently I just kind of figured well I'm not gonna bother it's, it's so much that I've missed out on like I knew it was on Netflix like the cartoon there's a cartoon I think and it's on Netflix mm -hmm. and it was like available and I had watched like one episode with my roommate and I, back when I had a roommate and I was like, I just don't understand what's going on. I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to bullshit knowing anything about Pokemon my entire life. Because, like, you know, people always make references to it. Mm -hmm. A wild whatever appeared. Like, I right. don't understand that. 
but okay, like I'll pick up on it because it's like some weird meme that's like in the culture and I don't understand it, but I'll, you know, I assume it's Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So then Pokemon Go comes out. And my entire Facebook feed is like full of people playing this. And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm, it's just everybody, every single person I'm friends with on Facebook is posting about Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. And I've, or I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, like I have no idea what this is about at all. And it's like, for so for a week, I was like, oh, and I felt so left out again, because it was like this big reminder that I was a total shut in for like 15 years. And then I didn't, you know, have any of the same experiences that these kids who are, or these young adults actually now, who are all in my age group as a kid, and all have this like shared cultural experience, I don't have that. So it was like this huge reminder and kind of like a slap in the face, you know, every time I logged into Facebook or any social media. Pokemon Go this, Pokemon Go that. Look, here's means you've been mad at Pokemon Go. I'm like, oh my God, I don't <laughs> understand what's going on. And then I was like, well, you know, I, I have a choice. I can either download it and like play it and see if I can figure out like what's going on or I can sit here and be miserable and whine about how I don't understand Pokemon Go and how I'll never understand Pokemon Go, blah, 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 blah. So I downloaded the game. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, all right, I don't know what's going on. And I and I made my little avatar and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I don't know anything about Pokemon. So I think the first time anything like appeared, I'm like, oh my God, it's like right there. Like, I think it was a Squirtle and it like appeared on my laptop because I was like actually Skyping with my boyfriend when I was downloading it and I didn't tell him that I downloaded it, but it was like sitting on the top of my laptop and I was like, oh my God, it's like right there. Like, that's so cool. And I threw the little ball and I caught it and I was like, ah! you know that's like the nearest thing ever yeah so i was like super excited and then i started playing it and i was like oh my god and i of course i started playing it two weeks late and everybody gave me a hard time for that but i was like this is really neat and then i started noticing like people are getting out of the house more like a friend of mine who couldn't ever be motivated or bothered to go like for walks or runs or anything went and walked like 10k uh, the other weekend because she was playing Pokemon Go. Like, we got people meeting up at Crane's Roost. We got people meeting down in, like, Orlando. We got people meeting out in Oviedo. We got people meeting everywhere just to, like, play this game. And it's, like, surreal. Like, I was at work the other day, and, like, I had my phone, and I was in the park next door to my office building. And I was crossing the street to go back to my office because I had just spent, like... 30 minutes in the park catching Pokemon <laughs> and this like very tall good looking like guy in a suit holding his phone was like crossing the street as I was like coming across to the corner and he kind of looked at me and had this funny little smile on his face and I was like oh my god are you playing Pokemon Go and he's like yeah I am I'm gonna go take that gym down at the lake and I was like oh good luck there's a ton of like whatever's in like this part you know and I was just super excited and I was like oh my god this is so cool like I get to connect with people now mm -hmm via this and I could just bullshit that I don't know anything about Pokemon because at least I know some, like my brother also like my brothers have no idea anything about Pokemon but my my second youngest brother Steven really likes the idea of the game and that it's like a real life you know simulation kind of thing where you're walking around and I will ha I'll hand the phone to him when I drive somewhere with him in the car and I'll be like okay tell me describe to me what pops up because he doesn't know any of the names of the characters and I'm like I don't want a Rattata or a Pidgey like just like speaking of Pidgeys up, just... I, I love your right, post on Instagram Pidgeys. I was like yeah okay I don't want a Rattata or a Pidgey just like t describe to me what it pops up oh my god the stuff he comes up with is freaking hysterical he described a coughing as 
that purple guy with the crossbones on his stomach. I'm <laughs> pissing myself laughing. And then he goes, oh, there's a squirrel with big ears. I said, oh, what? He goes, a squirrel with big ears. I'm like, that's an Eevee, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> the only one he knows is a Pikachu and a Bulbasaur and a Charmander. That's the only one he knows. Right. <laughs> because it just wasn't like, you know, cultural osmosis was enough to give us that. But it wasn't right. like, you know, we don't know the names of every single Pokemon and all their evolutions. And sure. we have friends who do. And it's just kind of like awesome another reminder that we were shut-ins but it's just but it's really cool it's just it's really exciting um it's a fun game and i like for my for me and like for me like i i i wasn't like super big into the anime because they the pokemon came out back in 1996 in japan but didn't make it its way over to the states until 1998 actually they're celebrating their what 20th anniversary this year um which is one of the reasons why they you know put out uh, pokemon go and all that and yeah. so it was like, you know, it, it was a thing that just took off, blew up in America. Like people just, everyone was playing it. And I, I remember playing the, the uh, Game Boy games. That was like where my first real introduction into it. And I, yeah. I, I just loved it. And I never played the card games. Like I knew everyone that played it, but I just, it just, I was a magic guy. I was like, all right, I'm, I, I don't want like a, a kitty version of magic, you know, like, I don't want that, you know. Yeah. Uh, you want the real thing. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, yeah. and now that I'm older, I'm kind of like, all right, I, I probably could have played pokemon the card game but yeah. it's just kind of i was like oh no but the game itself was fun and and it's what i love about it is so simple to get into because uh the original game is like a paper rock scissors game you know you have lightning pokemon right. you have your fire and water and grass and all that and you know what your strength and weaknesses are and so like right. what pokemon go is so nice is because who doesn't have a cell phone nowadays right everyone in the right. world has a cell phone and i don't it's know at what point it's, it's crazy it's so yeah. cool yeah. Like my friend Valerie and I went out to Lake Eola. We were cuz I was off work and she was off work and she was like, "Oh, let's go hunt Pokémon in Lake Eola." We did like 10k that night just running around Lake Eola catching like Magikarps. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> like <laughs> running around the town and finding lures and just like, you know, and and it was crazy. It was really cool. It's just it, it's just really cool how it's like bringing people together and I think it's I think it's really cool. I think it's like a really neat people getting out of the house, people are running, people are walking, mm-hmm. people are up, they're going, they're doing things. It's like, ah, yes, finally. You know? Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome because because a lot of uh, let's be honest, a lot of us quote unquote geeks, nerds or whatever you want to call us, a lot of us are kind of homebodies. We stay at home, we yeah. play video games, we watch our movies, our television or making cosplay, you know, costuming. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you're at home busy <laughs> doing stuff, you know, and you don't get you don't like to you don't get out as often as you'd like and this kind of motivates people to kind of go out and and, and hey. hang out with other people. Exactly. And I want to give a big right. shout out to my um, friends Amber and uh, Chris. They live in our community and we've been living in this community for 2 years now. And I, I didn't know anybody. We don't know any of our neighbors or nothing like that. We like we know one of our neighbors. All of a sudden, it was one of those same similar story to you. Is this guy came down the road and it was at night. It was like nine o'clock at night, and I was you know just looking to see what's in my neighborhood. And the first thing he goes, he goes, "Hey, catch anything good?" And I'm like, he knew I was playing Pokemon Go because I was looking at my phone and and I was yeah. doing this the yeah. swiping motion. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then yeah. all of a sudden we're like best friends now. Like it's it's the best thing. And he listens to That's the podcast like and like yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. And like and uh, his wife plays and it's awesome. And it's it's cool how you like I I probably maybe I would have ran into them at some point, um, but like it just it brought us together and like you know a common bond, a common interest, you know. And that's what's so yeah. great about it. And and also think too us whatever you want to call us nerds, geeks, whatever fandom, whatever fandom you're into, a lot of people like 
you know, they don't judge. They like, hey, you're into something cool. That's neat. I'm into it as well. And you, you, you become instant friends. You know, that's what I love about Pokemon Go is hence the name Go. You're going out and walking around. I know people look that have lost weight because of it. They people losing 10, 20 pounds because they're actually going out and doing the, you know, the 10 Ks like like you said earlier, getting those getting those eggs to hatch or whatever. It's awesome and. And also, it's it's not too complex of a game either. I think it's I think it's something that you know, a simple concept. You're going out to catch Pokemon, but the nice thing is, if you want to get more involved and go to the gyms and battle, you can do all that. But you're not forced to do that. Uh, and then you have yeah. your one of the cool things is when you meet somebody on the street that's playing Pokemon Go, it's always that whole like, what team are you on? You know, and then you're like, yeah. Uh, and yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you're on the same team we're on. We're best friends already. And then if you're like a Mystic. rival, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, you're Team Mystic? Yes. Yeah, me too. Awesome. My <laughs> wife and I are Team Mystic. I was like, I don't know which one's the best. And everyone was like, do Mystic. And yeah. I was like, okay. So yeah, I, I think did. I chimed in on that. I was on your Facebook. It was like, yeah, what, what should I go with? And, and and a bunch of people were saying Mystic. I think actually what I the statistic that I read was 58% of Pokemon Go players are Team Mystic. So it's more than half, yeah. which is cool. Um, but I also think there's a lot of factors too. I mean, um, the, they're based on the – well. The symbols are based on the the ori- original 151 legendary Pokemon, Articuno, Moltres, and Zapdos. And so, like, I think there's a lot of people that love Articuno, the blue one. You know, people love blue, color blue anyway, so um, it's a very popular color. Uh, but G- the 10% of all Pokemon Go players were Instinct, the yellow. So I thought that was kind of fascinating. So it's really just kind of Team yeah. Valor, which is red, and Team Mystic, which is blue, duking it out at all the gems. You very rarely see yellow, but sometimes you'll see some pop up, but it's not as often... Um, but yeah, Pokemon Go is awesome, and they're gonna be doing do, do, do some do some uh, new updates. They're gonna have uh, a Pokemon Center where you can heal up and and do some other things. I don't know all the details there. You can trade with other people. You're gonna be able to battle with other people, so that's gonna be fun. And uh, so yeah, stay stay tuned. And if you're playing Pokemon Go, uh, definitely let us know what team you're on. Send us a line to hhpodcastshow at gmail dot com and let us know what team you're uh team you're on of course everyone knows the best team is team mystic of course so go, go team blue obviously <laughs> obviously <laughs> obviously uh we're gonna take a small break and we'll be back with uh more of carrie marie and the happy hour with johnny and deuce This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Josh Bauer, a.k.a. JB Designs. If you haven't seen his work, he does amazing stuff. He does comic book art, video game characters, movie art. It's awesome. It's even hanging right now in our Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce Studios. You're definitely going to want to check it out. Head to www.joshbauerartist.com and that's www.joshbauer.com. E-R-A-R-T-I-S-T dot com. And you can find him on all his social media outlets, including Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. And make sure to follow his event page and catch him at upcoming events like... JB Designs Invades Tampa Bay Comic Con, August 5th through August 7th, and Claremont Comic Con, November 20th. Also, you can find his online store at jbdesigns.storeenvy.com. That's J-B-D-E-Z-I-G-N-S.storeenvy.com. You can find his original paintings, prints, posters, and mini prints. And Deuce, there's a special promo code for our Happy Hour listeners. If you'll put in the promo code, Deuce is on the loose, and that is spelled 
D-U-C-E-I-S-O-N-T-H-E-L-O-O-S-E. You'll get 25% off prints, posters, and mini prints. And if you see them on one of the upcoming events, tell them you're a Happy Hour podcast listener to receive something special. And don't forget to see our boy and our friend Josh Bauer of JB Designs. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Hour Hour with Johnny Johnny and Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... Agia Productions is an Orlando-based film and photo company. They work with a lot of local cosplayers, shooting their pictures against a green screen will allow the team to make the cosplayer into a real-life hero. Agia has done some charity work as well, working alongside Rock Pink for breast cancer awareness. Find them at a convention and you'll be able to rent out one of the talented photographers to take some awesome high-def pictures of you and your family. Not a cosplayer? That's okay, too. Agia can take you and your family and put them anywhere you want to be. Also, Agia Productions does weddings, graduation, quinceaneras, bar mitzvahs, you name it, and you need a photo crew, Agia can do it. Also, don't miss out their newest film short, The Corridor. Find The Corridor on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Corridor Film. Also, go to Agit's website at www.agiatt.com to learn more about them and give them a like on Facebook. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Of course, I'm Johnny, our good friend Deuce. He is in spirit with us. He is over in Jamaica. He's having a good time. He's making us jealous. He (laughs) is. He sure is. He's getting his tan and getting his drink on. So, uh, of course, uh, so he's the happy hour over in Jamaica. Jamaica. And uh, so, of course, we have uh, Carrie Marie. She's an awesome, talented uh, cosplayer, costumer, whatever. You have multiple titles. Uh, And... (laughs) I wanted to ask you because uh, we were kind of on the break. We were kind of talking about um, photography rules because I don't think a lot of people realize that when you, especially if you're, uh, you, you know, the the model or the cosplayer, like when someone takes your photo, like a photographer takes your a photographer takes your photo, you don't you don't as a cosplayer own the rights to the photo. Can you kind of kind of go into more details about that? Yes. Um, basically, when somebody takes your photo. Um, whether if it's, it's a photographer that you really trust or your friend or whoever, the legal owner of that photo is the person who took the photo, not the person being portrayed in the image. It's a really weird, like, legal gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, some of my cosplay pictures were actually stolen from my photographer's DeviantArt and put on Imgur albums and then cross-posted from there to Reddit. And um, I managed to kind of swoop in and save the situation because this guy had like, he had just taken like a ton of photos off my photographer, Greg Laro, who's like one of the most photo- uh, talented photographers that I know in Florida. He's fantastic. And I totally recommend working with him. But he had taken the, the pictures, downloaded them off of Greg's DeviantArt, and then posted them on Imgur, and then posted them to Reddit for Karma without even crediting me, without crediting Greg. Um, and I've also had issues with people stealing those same photos and putting them uh, up in you probably have seen clickbait websites where it'll say like these sexy star Wars photos will make you do this, that, and this mm-hmm. click here for more or right. whatever. 
and it's usually me, my friend Marla Massey, and several other, you know, uh, cosplayers, and we're, our photos are being used without our permission. Every time one of these links gets posted to a Star Wars fan page, the comments are full of just absolute vitriol about how we ruined Star Wars. We didn't give our permission right. for our pictures to be used here because technically they belong to our photographers. So I, there's actually this thing you can do to have your pictures taken down, to legally request that your pictures be taken down. And it's the DCMA, it's the Digital Millennium, DMCA, it's the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, which basically says if somebody has your image and they're using it on the internet without your permission, you can send them a notice, a DMCA notice, and have it taken down. Um, I'm still waiting to hear back from my photographer because I sent him a DC, a DMCA for the website that was hosting my pictures. Um, but I mean, one and one one girl whose pictures were being used in one of these clickbait articles messaged the the guy who was running it and was like, "You need to take down those photos. You don't have permission to use them. They're mine. And if you don't take them down, you're going to be hearing from my lawyer." The guy comes back and goes, "But miss, they're on the internet. They're free." Oh gosh. No, they're not. No. They're you know, but people are going to do that. If you have a good costume, people are going to be reposting your crap everywhere. And there's basically not a thing you can do about it right. unless you have a lawyer or you're willing to, you know, send a DMCA to like everybody who's ever used your photo, right. which really sucks. But, um, but yeah. Oh, and also the Imgur album that the guy had put, I actually got that taken down. I reported it to Imgur. I got myself to report it. I got some of my friends to report it and it got taken down. So I'm very excited about that because this guy stole my pictures um, and then started saying I was a porn actress, mm. and which is not true. No. I've never done porn in my life, ever. I've done many things in my life, but that's not one of them. Right. <laughs> and, it's just, it's, yeah. it's not good image uh, for, for you, what your brand, your branding, and also for the Star Wars community right. and all that stuff. Like, it, it, it paints you in a poor light, which you don't want. So it's almost, uh, you can exactly. almost say it's like slander almost towards you. Sort of, yeah. It's basically defamation of character. Sure. But it's yeah. like my name's not on there, so right. I can't do a thing. You know, my face is, but mm. I mean, not many people would recognize me from these because I'm in costume. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I'm, this is ridiculous. He's, and he's obviously doing it for clicks to some right. spam website and viruses. And I don't even know what all else, right. but it's, it's ridiculous. So this is a um, big PSA for all of you photographers and or, you know, uh, models or, or actors and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, make sure you know that like, you know, when, whoever you're working with, like they they have the property of those photos or videos and like if so if you see your your you on the internet somewhere without your permission you have a right to go after these people cuz they they are stealing so that's exactly yeah. what they're doing so i think that's something important that you know we kind of want to let the internet know because like that's you know you need to protect a yourself protect your own brand and protect your photographer and or videographer whoever you're using for your stuff and uh, you know protects yep. them as well it's a you know, people are, you know, there's a lot of trolls on the internet, you know, and you've got to oh, yeah. find a way to protect yourself from the trolls, you know. Um, don't feed the trolls, number one. <laughs> don't feed the trolls. And, and don't feed the trolls. Yeah, and since we're talking about Star Wars, I want, I want to talk about this real quick. Uh, yes. Are you excited about Rogue One? Like, what's your, I know you're a Star Wars oh fan. because we talked. I really am. I haven't watched yeah. any of the trailers because I'm trying to stay, like, spoiler-free completely. Oh, my goodness. Okay. But so I, I am say so excited. Yeah. I, I saw the first teaser. Um, but I haven't seen any of the other trailers that have been released so far. Well, so yeah. I'm like, I'm trying really hard to like keep it a secret because I think nothing can beat the experience of going into a movie theater without having any idea what you're going to see and just being completely blown away because that's what I tried to do for The Force Awakens. I didn't, you know, they didn't have any 
um, you know, clues as to what the plot was going to be. I did right. get spoiled for it, like, a day before I went and saw it via Tumblr. Some asshole sent me an anonymous message telling me that Kylo Ren was Han Solo's kid and then Han Solo died. And I was like, fuck you. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's no... That's Damn no it. Good. You know, yeah. I was waiting yeah. for this. Yeah. I was waiting 12 years for yeah. this freaking movie. And yeah. You just, yeah, oh my God. Yeah. It was so frustrating. But yeah. I went in and I was just blown away. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was great. So I really want that experience again with um, Rogue One. And well, Yeah, it's episode. interesting. Because also, I, what I love, too, is that obviously you've seen from the teaser trailer, you have a strong female lead, another strong female lead. And I, I think that's really, really neat, that the fact that, you know, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, the one behind the whole Lucasfilms, uh, you know, and J.J. Abrams, you know, he's kind of like the executive, you know, consultant Some or whatever. Yeah. Executive lens flare maker. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he's in the background kind of helping as well. And I feel like it's nice to see, you know, strong female leads because obviously Star Wars – you have females in there are strong, but you mean most people usually only go towards you know uh, Princess Leia because let's Padme was a little up in the, she was kind of like oh I'm gonna be strong but am I really that strong and like uh, she was kind of mixed she sent mixed signals out but Ray from from the ground running she was just this awesome right. strong independent. Speaking of Padme, I actually really loved Padme when I was little. And it wasn't just because of the pretty dresses, because I was obsessed those with those. dresses were cool, other, though. Let's be honest. The thing about Padme is, like, first movie, which sucked, but okay, like, if we're taking it within the movie, she's 14, mm. and she's the queen of a planet. Like, she's an elected queen of a planet, and she's 14 years right. old. And I remember being old and being young enough that I thought that 14 was, like, really old and totally mature, and you were totally fine to run a planet yeah. at 14. I was like nine years old when the when I saw the first movie, but um. So you're Anakin's I, age 14, when it came out. She starts leading a guerrilla force against the occupying forces in her planet, and she's a total badass. And I think there was like some theory going around saying that like Anakin was like subconsciously influencing her, and the force was like making her weaker and more susceptible to to him, hmm. which is the whole reason why she's suddenly, like, head over heels in love with him after, like, you know, no reason, which I don't know, maybe excuse for George Lucas's, you know, <laughs> terrible writing. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it, but it was an interesting, um, like, segue in, and then there was also, like, a deleted kind of idea that Palpatine was the one draining Padme's life out of her, or the fact that she was carrying two Force-sensitive twins was, like, draining the life out of her, and that's why she dies at the end. And I feel like she was a strong female character, but not in the kind of strength that, you know, is fighting and kicking ass and whirling a, a staff around and breaking into stuff. And, you know, she was very diplomatic. She was brilliant. She was a good senator. She was clever. She was, you know, always two steps ahead of the enemy. She used her decoys. She was you know, on top of everything. She's 14 years old and she's going to the Senate and begging them to help her, you know, save her planet. I mean, and when you're a little girl and you're seeing that, that's like really important, you know, that, that somebody can fight with words and not just with their fists sure. because, yeah. you know, like I, and I did have Leia when I was a little girl, but when you're, when you're a little girl and you're watching Star Wars, You've got Leia and you've got Padme, and that's basically it. Unless you want to, you know, go into the little, you know, the female, the minor female characters like Luminara and Dooley, and you know, the other, you know, Jedi and all that. But, um, but I mean, and when you and I and I loved Leia, I loved her to death. I think the first Star Wars movie I saw was uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So my <laughs> first idea, my first like, you know, it was the gold bikini, and I was like, and my mom was very, you know she was watching it with me because she had seen it when she was younger and it was on TV. And I was like 
seven or eight. And she was explaining to me, well, Jabba the Hutt put her in that because he wants to embarrass her. He put her in that to humiliate, humiliate her. And she would never wear something like that if it was her choice. And I said, oh, well, that makes sense. Okay. You know, and, and I really liked Leia as a character, too, because she was very feisty. She was also a really clever politician. And she was always, you know, shooting her, you know, gun and running around and yelling at the guys. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty cool. And I liked her a lot. But I, I think everybody writes Padme off as just like this total loser character. And it's like, well, it's not really the case. I mean, how many 14 year old girls do you know who could like, you know, rule an entire planet, you know, and, and be elected in a de democratic monarchy and, and just kick ass and take names and run this and, entire gorilla subterfuge and like, you know. Yeah, she probably. I, I thought it was cool. She probably had P PTSD as well when her uh, double yeah. died. Like, that's hard for any. I mean, right before her eyes you're like oh my right. gosh i just saw my double you know die right before me and i and i had to see her last moments you know like that's yeah. that i mean, I mean you're yeah. that that I young mean, it's kind of you know it's an understood kind of thing that your decoy could die for you right but they're still all really good friends mm -hmm. and they're all with each other and they're all fighting for each other and i thought that was like I thought, I thought it was really neat. It's kind of like this little kind of subtle idea of like, yeah, girl power. Because you, you, you got the little, the, the handmaiden gang and they're all like, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I felt really bad for Corday when she got blown up. I was like, oh man, like I went and saw that movie in the theaters when I was like, oh my God, what was that? 2001, right? So I was like. What? No, 1999 was when uh, Phantom Menace came out. Oh no, that right. one. Okay, yeah, 2001. Well, this one That's with right. Decoy dies. Right, And that 2001. was 2001 yeah. or 2002. So right. I was... Oh my God, I was like nine or 10. So I went and saw that in theaters and I was just like, I was so scared when that ship yeah. exploded. I remember jumping in my seat and oh my like goodness. freaking out thinking that the queen had died. And then, no, no, it's just a decoy. Don't worry, don't worry. Oh my God, but it's still scary, you know, because yeah. you're a kid and it's like, oh my God. Padme didn't die, but she almost died, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, the costumes. And I wanted every single one of those dresses. I still do, basically. You know, who am I kidding? But <laughs> yeah, I collected all the cans, the Pepsi cans. Remember those back in the day when they, oh, they did yes, the Pepsi? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, I, but I... Burger King had toys, too. They, when Revenge of the Sith came out, Burger King had little, like, figures of her. Oh, I, I have those uh, somewhere in my collection. I don't have all my stuff out because I have, like, a... When we moved from Lakeland to here, uh, I had, like, all my stuff in boxes. I still... Like I, if people come into the studio, they'll see like my my one section, my shrine or whatever. <laughs> but like I have tons of stuff in boxes, and I also remember when right. they, I think Burger King did the uh, watches. Remember those? They were in these little. Yes, they did. For Phantom Menace, right? For Phantom Menace, yeah. And I have all of those. My brother collected those. He had the whole set, and then my mom decided circa 2004 that Star Wars was satanic, and she threw all of them away. Uh huh. Gotcha. All of our action figures, our lightsabers, our movies, like everything. And I was so upset. <laughs> we we had collected those things. We'd helped them collect those things. Those were like, you know, priceless to us, basically. Right. But we had all the we had the Qui-Gon watch that was yeah. like my favorite. I thought yeah. Qui-Gon was a badass, you know, yeah. that was oh that was so cool. He trained Count Dooku or Count Dooku trained him and I thought that was interesting too, to learn like yeah. going into the expanded universe, learning a lot of the other stuff. You know, yeah. they briefly touch touch on it in Phantom Menace, but it's interesting to see like Star Wars is Star Wars has always been popular, but it's nice to kind of see it being rejuvenated with uh, the oh. Force Awakens because it uh, it feels new and fresh again, and it's oh. yeah because I mean love it or hate it the prequels were often maligned most people were kind of hit or miss with the movies you it's know? just Jar Jar Binks that's the only thing we had a problem with. that's true it's true it midichlorians I was always a little iffy on yeah you know, like oh well your blood type says you can be a Jedi and I'm like 
I always thought yeah, if I really good. tried, I could be a Jedi, you know? So, um, yeah, just get different blood. You're fine. Yeah, that's all. Just a little blood for transfusion here or there. Uh, but yeah, so Rogue One looks exciting. I'm really, really, really excited about it. Um, and I'm curious to kind of see what happens because we're getting a Star Wars movie every year, which is awesome. They they confirmed the the uh, was it the Han Solo trilogy. They're going to be doing those. They're going to be doing. I I mean, the, we have Episode Eight that just finished principal photography. They just wrapped on that, and of course we have Episode Nine. And I think yep. we're getting a Boba Fett movie or something like that. We're getting a bunch of different types of movies. We're getting a bunch. We're, it's yeah. just exciting. So this is the best time for you know to be a Star Wars fan because. If yeah. they keep putting out this amazing, great quality product, I'm game. I'm all over. You know, I mean, let's be honest. We'll watch it anyways because we're st- big enough Star Absolutely. Wars fans. It's so. Star Wars. Like, exactly. You have to watch it. Exactly. We'll be watching it. It's anyways. my brand loyalty here. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, because there are always those tests you take online where it's like, what percentage Star Wars or Star Trek are you? And I'm I'm like, I'm 75% Star Wars, you know, and like 25% Star <laughs> yeah. Trek. Like, I like Star Trek. I've watched it forever. But there's yeah. something about Star Wars that just takes the cake for me. Like, it is. It's funny because... My mom and my dad both grew up like around the time that the original series of Star Trek was on TV. Mm-hmm. Now my dad grew up on the um, on the East Coast. My mom grew up on the West Coast. So my mom was allowed to stay up and watch Star Trek, but my dad wasn't. He had to go to bed every night at eight. So my mom grew up like this massive Trekkie. Like she absolutely loved it, and my dad get, didn't get into it until um, the Next Generation. So he was like super into John Luke Picard and Riker and like yeah. you know though that that whole section and then my mom was always like Spock and Kirk and McCoy and and, and she, like, so they always like clash on like which series is better but they they, they can both agree that the freaking the whale movie was like the best Star Trek movie ever made. <laughs> but I actually I took her to go see Star Trek Beyond and she really liked it. Yeah, I heard it was really good. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah, it's really. Yeah, I, heard seen, it, haven't I haven't it seen it yet. No, I heard it was oh awesome. Oh, my God. It's excellent. I will say, without giving anything away, that it's very much in the attitude and in the atmosphere of the original series. That's what it's everyone very, said. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, Justin Lin gets the characterization so much better than J.J. Abrams did. He, It's funny, and it's off the cuff, and like they finally kind of get that. Like, you know how in the original series, like... Um, Chekhov was always hitting on somebody and he was always telling some crazy story about like vodka was really invented by little old Russian like lady or or, like something was invented by a Russian you know and always telling them they had like a ton of nods to that in the in the movie so I was so excited to go see this and it was like oh my god this is just like the show ah that's awesome yeah it was written by Simon Pegg which was really interesting because like he you know he's a diehard Star Wars and Star Trek fan. And it's yeah, so weird too. Yeah, it's so yeah. weird because like he's in both and like you have like the Star Wars thing and then you know, JJ Abrams because uh the, the I think where what happened was the fans got divided uh and into darkness, the second Star Trek movie. I think some people were like, Oh, they're re- they're just retelling the whole con story, you know, like ah Benedict ah, Cumberbatch was, was great, but he didn't need not. to be he didn't need to be con, you know, like that kind of felt like I don't know, forced or whatever. But with yeah, this one, everyone's... I feel like Benedict Cumberbatch is now in everything that I love. Like, his creepy lizard man hands are just, like, into every pie <laughs> that I like. And it's yeah. just like, why, Benedict Cumberbatch? Why yeah. can't you and your weird animorph face just get out <laughs> of my damn fandoms? It's like, he does. He looks like the animorphs. middle stage of Animorphs. I haven't thought about that in a while, animorphs. He looks like the middle stage of an animorph. He, he looks like Sid from Ice Age. He if does. you cross Sid from Ice Age, <laughs> with human 
It would look like Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh my gosh, I'm getting this mental image right now, and you're right on point. Oh my gosh. Like seriously, like and now he's in Marvel. Like okay, I'll still go see Doctor Strange. I don't care. I've always he looks liked good the though. I mean the, the 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 facial hair and the makeup and all that and the costume. He yeah, looks... I'll, I'll I'll let it slide with the facial hair and the makeup. But like, yeah. my God, can the man just stop? I mean, I had a big issue with Into Darkness because um, the whole thing behind the whole Khan storyline in the original series was that um, Khan Noonien and Singh was like this Indian dude. He was played by a Mexican guy named Ricardo Montalban, but that's like, you know, off the cuff. But he was an Indian guy who was fighting in like this, this racial war on earth. And um, like he beat everybody or something like that. And then he like was floating around in space. Like, I don't even remember like all the details, but the whole, the whole theme was like ethnicity and race. And here's this Indian guy saying that he's like the best of the best on earth. And he's, and that was like huge in the sixties or or in the seventies, whenever they made that movie, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and now here we go. And it's freaking Benedict Cumberbatch. Who's not, you know, Khan Noonie and Singh, and he doesn't look anything like Ricardo Montalban. And it's like, what are you doing? And I had, and I was like, what the hell? And I was, I was venting to my little brother about it. And I was like, I just can't believe they didn't cast like, you know, an ethnic actor, like somebody who's not British and white and because he's supposed to be Indian. And my brother goes, but Khan was a white guy. And I'm like, you think a dude named Khan Noonie and Singh was a white guy? And he goes, well, the actor was white. I said, you think a guy named Ricardo Montalban was a white guy? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And he's like, whoa, well, shut up. And I'm like, that's like like the whole point of the story was like this big race war and how these people were all divided and how this guy is the only survivor. And it's like, you know, that was a big thing. So... I mean, it's just, you have to look at that. And it was a hugely progressive show back then as well. It was, because yeah. Had, you had a black woman yep. who wasn't a maid on TV. You know, you had a you had a Japanese guy right after World War II who was just the helmsman. And he wasn't like a gangster or a like a Yakuza member or something like that. You mm-hmm. know, it was, it was very progressive for its time. And I really feel like the original, like this movie beyond, Star Trek Beyond, I think they really kind of got that attitude. More than well, the other two. You know what's surprising for me was the fact that I didn't care at all to see this one because I didn't. I, I really? was like, yeah, because I was like, well, not now. Now everyone told me how great it was, so I'm like, all right, I gotta go see it. So <laughs> yeah, now you gotta go see it. I, I think it's gonna be a date night with the wife and I. We're gonna go see it, but it, I was kind of like, all right, I'm a little, I'm a little star trekked out, you know, because I liked the first one, the 2011 one or whatever it was, uh, and and then it was like Into Darkness. I was like, eh, it's okay. Uh, and then, of course, J.J. Abrams took over the helm for, for Star Wars, and I was like, all right, well, awesome. I love Star Wars. It's great. And then I was like, oh, kind of burned out on Star Trek. I'm like, eh. But now everyone told me how great it was, so I definitely want to go see it. Justin Lin is just a fantastic director. Yeah, he he, he's known for so... the Fast and Furious movies, and I love those. Yeah. Those are like guilty pleasure movies. Uh, I think what we're going to do in the future is we're, we're going to have an episode that's going to be like us talking about our guilty pleasure movies. And and those are my guilty pleasure movies because there's it's just a lot of flash and a lot of like, you know, car, the car chases are fun to watch. Like it gets yeah. your adrenaline pumping and it's well shot. And, and The Rock is surprisingly really good in it. And like there's a lot I of really... Say, there is a scene in Star Trek Beyond that is very reminiscent of a Fast and Furious like car chase. Yeah. But it's not a car. It's a motorcycle. But I'm oh, not going to give away any okay. plot points. Well, but it's well, like a really cool badass like scene, so you definitely have to go definitely. watch it. Definitely, I actually I wanted to scene. ask you because uh, you're going to be at Tampa Comic Con, 
which uh, when yes, this episode okay. airs, it'll be Friday. So it'll be today, starting today when this episode airs. Uh, this weekend, the 5th through the 7th, it'll be over there uh, in Tampa. Uh, and uh, you're going to go and walk around, and uh, you have some surprises. You're not really going to tell yes. anybody. Yes. Well, I, I can't. It's a secret right now. It's a secret. But it's I can tell you it's Game of Thrones themed. Mm-hmm. And I am going to be Daenerys Targaryen. It's a project that I was asked to do with an extremely talented local craftsman who works for Universal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asked if anybody had a Daenerys Targaryen for this costume he wanted to do. And I said, yes, it's me. So I'm going to be a Daenerys Targaryen in the white Yunkai dress. Um, and I'm going to be, you'll definitely, when you see me and all this stuff that this guy is making, you will absolutely know it's me. <laughs> so yeah. we're entering a costume contest with it. Oh, awesome. So hopefully we'll be able to win something. I hope so. Um, yeah. Which would be really cool. That's awesome. And I even got a You'll be posting pictures on your Instagram. I'm Carrie yeah. Marie uh, on Instagram. So definitely go and uh, follow her on there. And where else can people find you on the internet? Um, you can find me on my Facebook page, mm-hmm. which is Carrie Marie Official. Um, you can follow me there. I have enough people on there to where following's enabled, so you'll see all my public posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have a Twitter that I never use, <laughs> <laughs> so we won't even bother with that because I don't even go on there often enough. See, Twitter is for creeping on celebrities, so that's what I use Twitter well, that's for. That's what it is. It really is. That's exactly what it's Facebook for. Facebook is for friends. Twitter is for creeping, and Instagram is for pictures. There, there you go. You go. It's, it's the whole <laughs> the whole uh, you know social media. Uh, uh, hierarchy or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, it's the whole trifecta. There the you trifecta, go. exactly. It's triforce. The yeah. triforce <laughs> of social media. There you go. There you go. So yeah. definitely go and, you know, follow her and go, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, uh, my wife and I are actually going to be there as well. Uh, we're going to be cosplaying. I'll t- I've already said before in the, uh, the show before what we're going to be doing. Uh, my wife and I are going to be doing um, steampunk Ariel and steampunk uh, Prince Eric uh, from The Little Mermaid. So, we're going to be doing that. It'll be really exciting. So uh, come see us. Go see Carrie Marie. Go see everyone that's going to be there. Some awesome guests that are going to be there. Sean Astin from the Goonies. And, I mean, there's going to be the guy who plays Ramsey Bolton is going to be there. Joffrey. Guy, yeah. Uh, Charlie Cox, who plays uh, uh, Daredevil, Daredevil yep. in the Netflix series. Yep. Uh, lots of really cool people are going to be there. So go de- go definitely check it out. And, uh, you know, tell them happy hour with Johnny Deucent. you come by and hang out. So, how do people find us on the internet? They can go on uh, Twitter at uh, HH Podcast Show. Uh, they can also go to Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show. And uh, we're going to start doing some more Twitch streaming. So definitely go to twitch.tv forward slash Happy Hour Podcast. And as always, when you're talking about the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, you want to put not one, not two, but three hashtags hashtag Happy Hour Podcast, hashtag HH Podcast Show. And hashtag deuces on the loose. Thank you so much, Carrie, for joining us on the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. No problem. Thank you for having me. Awesome.